from Dungeons to Deliverance. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Pure Doula podcast where we chat all things home birth, hot takes, business, and more. I'm your host, Catherine, the Pure Doula. On this week's episode, I welcome Tiffany. Oh, you hear Mercy? She's right here trying to record. (laughs) You'll hear her all throughout this episode, like every episode. (laughs) But anyway, I welcome Tiffany, a fearless birth doula and womb wellness specialist. Tiffany is a... Oh, (laughs) Tiffany is a mama of two with a powerful story. She shares her testimony, which starts from her childhood and... And roller coasters through life until being saved a couple years ago. Her journey is heartfelt and relatable. Testimonies are so important and so inspiring. You never know when you'll be called back to our Father and to the truth. I'm huge about testimonies. This is the second testimony I have um, shared on the podcast by someone. I plan on sharing mine one day, um, but I I feel like they go hand in hand in birth work um, and just life in this world, you know? Like, you don't want just anyone involved in your pregnancy, labor, birth, any of that, because it's such a, such a magical, miraculous moment, and spirits and energy is real. So if you're wondering why I'm starting to share testimonies, I hope that kind of... I hope that kind of clarifies it. Does it, Mercy? Does it? Does it? (laughs) I pray you embrace this testimony and realize that we must always trust. Yes, we must always trust his plan. This is the Pure Doula Podcast. Let's get into it. Hello. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) I'm glad we were able to do this. Um, I know mom life sometimes can get in the way, even for me trying to be a professional and stick to a set schedule. Thank you for the flashlight. Um, Mercy is with me as usual, so she'll probably be yapping it up in the background. Um, hey girl (laughs) (laughs) I actually have headphones on hoping that it like drowns out some of the noise but I don't think it ever does because you can hear on the episodes like she sounds like she's like oh you're waving okay oh that's so sweet (laughs) but um anyway so thank you Tiffany for doing this why don't you um give a little intro to who you are and what you're going to share today I, I love your page and your style and everything we're so very similar which is really cool Um, yeah I love it to say it yeah me too so I I love it so all right go ahead (laughs) yeah so I'm I'm um I'm a doula and I am a lover of Jesus and I'm really excited to be on here to share my testimony from how the Lord brought me from the new age and witchcraft and saved me. (laughs) I love that. It's so, it definitely is something that needs to get out there. And I think it's something that I see is happening to more and more women, people, Mm -hmm. whoever, like men and women. And, um, I mean, I was definitely a new ager too. Hi. Yes. You're with Hi, we're, we've moved past the greeting, but thank you, Mercy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm excited to hear your story because it's always interesting when you hear testimonies from others, especially like going from new age and just like being called back to the word, you know? So, yeah, it like is so wild. Okay. Yeah, I... um so I'll just start from the beginning because, yeah, I feel like um, there were seeds planted from a very young age. And um, so I'll just start from there. So when I was younger, like young, like five, six, seven, like there, there are big chunks of my childhood that I kind of just am still piecing together. Um And I'm sure that's just like trauma response, you know, just kind of blocking out, um, you know, parts of my life. So um, I used to see 
a lot of spirits and I used to hear a lot of spirits when I was younger and so did my brother. And so we both were experiencing intense night terrors, which is what like, you know, my parents thought it was um, for years, like at least I would say 10 years of my childhood. Um, yeah, like from really young. Um, and so just to give like a little backstory on that and something that me and my brother kind of like pieced together in our adulthood. So my uncle had been married to a woman that was practicing black magic and we were all very close and, uh, we lived, we actually lived in the same, uh, like it was a three family house. And so they lived on the, on the top floor. We lived, um, on the first floor. So we were very close. We spent a lot of time with them. And then we also like, you know, we were like in close proximity to each other as well. So I think that really played into it because, or maybe that was even the root cause of it because it, those like, um, those terrors that we experienced at night would it only happened in one specific like apartment that we lived in, which was that one. So, um, so yeah, like she used to give me porcelain dolls and like, they would like, they would like whisper things at night to me. And, um, it was really scary. I was pretty much just like terrified of the nighttime, um, for like so many years of my life. Um, so my, my dad was also um, a drug addict. So he was like in and out of the house. He was in and out of like rehabs and detox and he had a heroin addiction. So it really took over like his life and therefore like our lives for a long time too. And so during that period of time where I was like experiencing a lot of the the darkness and like the dark spirits kind of like taunting us. Um, this was also happening with my dad. So it could re very well be like a mix of things um, yeah. that was like influencing that. So when I was 12, my parents became born again. So they started to go to church. They started bringing me and my brother to church and, um, it was a real like switch up for us, you know, like we were like, wait, you guys are Christian now? Like this is confusing <laughs> because we weren't like, you know, raised to believe in anything prior to that. And I was a rebel. Like I was a super rebel. I was like at that point at 12 years old, I was like really starting to be like influenced by my hormones and like you know, I started liking boys and I was becoming sexually active from like a very young age. And I didn't want to hear about God. Um, mm -hmm. So I wasn't really too happy about going to church, but they forced me to go until about 17. And then they were just like, whatever, like, we're not going to force you. Um, and then I got pregnant at 17 with my son. So, um, so that like shifted things for me big time because I went from being like, you know, this like rebel and like smoking weed and like cutting class and like not going to school and all of these things to like, oh, I'm going to be a mom. And so it really like brought me down to earth in a lot of ways. And I'm so, so grateful that the Lord had it in my in my like plan for it to be that way because my son totally changed me for the best so um yeah so I had my baby and um it was a little rough because my me and his father weren't together we we split up um when he was like probably only weeks old um and we were having like a custody battle and it was just like really a lot of intense 
stuff happening like postpartum you know yeah and that's had to be really hard especially being oh, young yeah. you know and Oh, yeah, it was super intense. And honestly, like, I really some days I'm like, I can't even believe I went through that. Um, But I started going back to church because my dad and my brother started going to this church and they were like, it's amazing. Like, you should come. And I was like, you know what? At this point in my life, like, I need something. So I'm going to go. So I started going to church and um, and I really felt like the Lord like tugging on my heart. And I decided at that point to like give my life to the Lord. Um, and so I was 18 years old when I first like as an adult said, like, I am going to follow you. And um, and so it was awesome. I was honestly on fire for the Lord. When I tell you, like I was Aww. looking, yeah, I was looking into going to, um, to school to study, um, the Bible and to, and to get involved in ministry work. Like I was so on fire. Um, and I, it was like within a matter of months, the devil came and just like I like he just completely hijacked like that wow whole everything because I was going I was so I was experiencing like severe postpartum depression undiagnosed just like going with emotions didn't even know like how to go about like feeling better or like whether or not what I was experiencing was normal or not normal. Like there was just zero thought around like the fact that I was like postpartum and maybe like my hormones are out of balance. I was like breastfeeding my son, but like really struggling, but wasn't like asking for help or getting any support in that either. So I just felt like really alone and um one day I was like on Facebook and I came across this really dark video um and and basically I don't even know how this video got uploaded to Facebook but it was a mother like beating her newborn child to death oh my gosh and it wrecked me. Like when I tell you that video wrecked me, I was so, so even more depressed than I was. Cause now I'm like having a whole existential crisis. Like what is life and why do dark things like this exist? And so all of like the darkness that I had like been experiencing in my life leading up to that, just like was like, pouring out of me and I was just so angry that Mm. these things exist and as a new mom like being so vulnerable I was like no like God cannot be real and these things happen and I stopped going to church I had like a really uh long like talk slash debate with my dad and I was just like look I don't believe in God like this is it I'm done and you know and then that was kind of that like they were you know he respected my decision he was just like you know praying for me and so I started dating this guy and he was he was a like devout Buddhist um and that was like kind of like I had already been curious about like Eastern religion and and like Eastern practices because like obviously yoga was like right. super popular and I was like <laughs> you know oh this is cool like this is something I can get down with meditation like you know I need it like I need I needed something I needed something to like help me heal because at that point I had experienced so much trauma but like was not talking to anyone about it I wasn't like you know going to therapy like I never was the one to want to like talk about my problems to people um so 
So the Buddha, the Buddhism like really piqued my interest because I was like, oh, I can like heal myself. Like this is that's that's what I want to do. Um, so we moved in together and um, I started doing all of the Buddhist practices with him, all of the like chanting and the like it was a lot of like chanting and like meditating and I was really into it. And I I went so I went to massage therapy school and massage therapy school really opened up a door to this world because everyone there was into Eastern religion, philosophy practices like one way or another, you know? Um, it always is like I'm sorry, but like isn't it yeah. weird how it's always like that? Like mm-hmm. maybe not always, but like just from what I've seen, experience like you want to get a massage or like just relax. Like I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. but I li- I need a massage as often as I can get. You know? Absolutely, like, and it's always that like woo woo new age or like like you said Eastern yeah vibe. Uh huh. Get like a just a massage and nothing like right, and not all of exactly, (laughs) exactly. So, and it's funny actually. I skipped this part, but the way I even ended up in massage therapy school is just hilarious because (laughs) I was like at some kind of like fair thing that like was in my neighborhood it was like in the summer and there was like all of these tables and you know people selling things and you know how they always have like a table with like a palm reader or a tarot reader or like a psychic and so I was passing by that table and she and like this woman came up to me and she was like I have something that I have to tell you. And so I immediately was, uh, yeah, right. I was immediately like, no, like I'm not paying for this. Like I don't have money for this. Like at that time I wasn't like into all that yet. So I was just like, no, I'm good. And she was like, all right, well, look, I'm not going to make you pay for it, but I'm going to tell you anyway. And I was like, okay. And she was like, you are going to heal people with your hands. And I just have to tell you that. And I was like, uh, okay. And so then I went and I told my boyfriend at the time, and he was studying to become an acupuncturist and an herbalist at this school called Pacific College of Oriental Medicine, and which they have since renamed because that name is just like terrible. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But he was like, yo, you should like join the massage therapy program. Like, because at that time I had only been in college for like a year and I wasn't going to go a master's program like he was in. I was like, I don't know, like, what should I do with my hands? Like, should I be an acupuncturist? Should I? And he's like, no, go into massage therapy. And I was like, okay. So I get myself into $30,000 of debt just to, (laughs) just to basically, just to basically explore Eastern philosophy and like, you know, become brainwashed essentially. So, um, and I just want to say, like, there are things that I still think are very valuable that I took away from the education that I got there. But a lot of it is super influenced by the enemy, in my opinion. Um, oh, so, I believe it. So I, in massage therapy school is when I started to really become fascinated and I would say obsessed with plant medicine and when I say plant medicine I'm not like talking about like herbs like lavender and stuff like that I'm like talking about ayahuasca and peyote and psilocybin mushrooms and stuff like that so um, a lot of people, for some reason, at that school were taking tons of ayahuasca. And so I was really intrigued. And at the time, me and my 
boyfriend at the, at that time had a roommate who had a connection with some guy in Peru who would come here to New York in Williamsburg, by the way, like imagine this and, <laughs> and have ayahuasca circles. Um, wow. So I was like, I want in, like, I want, I want to, I want to do this. So I went and it was now looking back in hindsight, the probably one of the darkest things I've ever put myself in, but at that time and the way that like you're told to interpret your 14 hour long trip is that you're doing shadow work like you're like this is like your inner shadow coming out and so yes it it feels very dark but like you're working through it so it's good (laughs) <laughs> like so for people who don't know like what it is it's basically like the long trip like you're tripping yeah like, so ayahuasca yeah it's it's like a vine from the amazon that they cook down into a really like thick kind of like drink and um and it you basically are tripping for like 12 to 14 hours some like so crazy (laughs) yeah it it is it is like it just is there's a long time I used to try to make it seem like it was like this amazing thing but um I mean but yeah it's crazy that like it's like so healing and like I mean like they love it like I they go do it so many times and like Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like all this weird stuff, like you know, makes me throw up. But it's just so great. And... Oh yeah, like you're throwing up. By the way, like this isn't like, oh, I'm skipping through rainbows. Like this isn't an acid <laughs> trip. Like you're you're shaking on a floor, pop, probably throwing up on yourself. If you can make it to, if you can make it to the bucket, because they give you a bucket, so. Um, just like very quickly, just so like people who maybe aren't aware of like what the experience is like, they give you a bucket when you initially like sit in this circle and like, at least the ones that I would attend, it would be like a circle of like 20 people. And, you know, we're all facing each other. We all, you know, we all pray to this plant and then, and so it's a spirit they call it which is the ayahuasca spirit which is a snake um so you know being a christian now i'm like (laughs) oh my goodness i cannot believe i did that um (laughs) and and so oftentimes the snake the ayahuasca spirit would would come to you while you're tripping and so it's super scary. It's super dark. Like I am so not for this at all. Um, and so I, I did this to myself about 15 times and, wow. and it was actually looking back in hindsight, making me go crazy. Um, but I totally thought it was like, oh no, I'm like, I'm like healing my inner demons, you know, like this is, this is what shadow work is. Um, so instead of like seeking therapy, I was like going to ayahuasca and peyote, you know, ceremonies. Um, so I also was like really, really obsessed with taking mushrooms. So I was taking psilocybin mushrooms, like at least every weekend, if not multiple times, in a weekend um you were getting lit girl (laughs) oh I was I was like not of this I was like not grounded whatsoever like I was I was constantly up in in space and you know else and and so like uh, people who knew me at that time and like I was like I was a fairy like in my (laughs) in my like <laughs> the, my spirit was like a fairy spirit and I'm like air quoting all of this by the way no one can see <laughs> no one can see but I'm like air quoting um but yeah like 
that was how I was. I was super out there, not, you know, I, I couldn't really even have normal conversations unless it was like about that stuff and about like really like out there things. So, um, so yeah, also simultaneously, just to like really put it into perspective, because it's so hard to like, you know, capture everything that ha- was happening at that time. But I was not doing well in life. Um, I was in I was in a relationship with with this guy who was Buddhist, the guy that, you know, was in acupuncture school and stuff. I we were we were in an open relationship. <laughs> we oh my were in goodness. An, yeah we were in an open relationship and we were like just doing like the craziest things with people and I also at that time was working at my best friend's tattoo shop and a a dungeon as a dominatrix so I was living a wild life like it was so crazy and um and yeah it was dark it was dark like you know it it just made no sense because on one end I'm like oh I'm healing myself and I'm like doing all this inner work and and you know like I'm I'm evolving as a person and but then it's like I'm also making these like reckless decisions for myself um, and putting myself in dangerous situations. Like working in a dungeon is a very scary thing. And yeah, people do not respect you. Like it is, it's, it's very dark. Um, And um, I I, mm -hmm. I haven't like actually worked in a dungeon, but um, you know, I, I also worked in adult entertainment pretty much most of my life and it's just interesting how like they go hand in hand like whenever you're in that mm-hmm. like adult quote-unquote adult entertainment because I don't whatever that's mm-hmm. what they're doing adults, apparently that right. world <laughs> is always <laughs> like it's always that like new age spiritual like everything you've been saying you know and yeah. like when I was in it I, it was like same kind of story not the same but like you know along the same kind of Mm-hmm. you know you're you're healing yourself or you're doing these like manifest things and like working on your inner whatever and like in this world that's so liberating and like freeing and like empowering and mm-hmm. it's just crazy how they always are like connected yeah you know you literally are so right you're so right about that um and actually just hearing you say that reminded me of something that I'm sure had an influence on me as well. So in the dungeon, there's like a very clear hierarchy. Like if you're new, like you are a bottom person, like you mm-hmm. do not get to you like basically everyone treats you like crap until you prove yourself. And then there's mm-hmm. like the top, top dom who's like runs everyone and basically tells everyone what to do and she was a witch she was like Mm. she even had like her own like throne which no one had like no one had their own (laughs) space there there was like commune communal space like where everyone hangs out until they have a client you know like a client session but then there's like her own private little apartment in the back and it was just like covered in like witch things and crystals always. and all that always the crystals yes and so it was confusing to me cuz this was like really like in the beginning of like like I wasn't even a witch at this point I wasn't like calling myself that like I was so new to this world so seeing that was like oh okay so like so then this must not be wrong because Mm. if if she's been doing this her whole life and because she was like you know like probably in in her 50s um you know and she was doing it her whole life basically so if she's been doing this her whole life and she's into 
spirituality and like healing arts and stuff like that, then like, then yeah, this must not be wrong. Um, and so that definitely influenced me into thinking that like, that was okay. But I had a couple of really scary experiences and someone was stalking me at my job. One of the, one of like the guys that would come into the dungeon. So, um, so I left that, that world. Um, it, it, it didn't last long for me. Um, and, um, and yeah, so so then I, you know, I, I leave the, the guy that I'm seeing and I'm like, I'm like really feeling so what I thought was like empowered by everything that I was doing. And I was like, I don't need to be in a relationship that doesn't feel good to me. Like, I don't like, I don't need anyone. Like, I just, I'm just like on this journey by myself with my kid. Cause you know, also my kid is with me throughout all of this um he we had split custody me and his father so he was with his father half the time and so that's when I was like doing all these wild things you know yeah Um, but I'm still a mom you know so it was it was just like a very weird like life that I uh, was having so so then um I start getting into, so I, I get diagnosed with endometriosis and that kind of like starts like my, the healing of like my physical body. Cause now I'm like, oh wow, like I have this problem. I'm so young. Like I need to do something. So I start really getting into herbs and, um, and I start using yoni eggs for pelvic floor exercises and so then that kind of opens the world of like crystals and and all these things um and and then um I eventually did heal from endometriosis so that was like a that made me like feel so powerful because I was like oh wow I have this kind of power where like I can change things that like doctors tell me are not changeable you know like not reversible um so that was like exciting for me and then and so I'm like living on my own and I'm just like getting deeper and deeper into it all like I start reading tarot cards I'm like getting really into astrology and and then I start to kind of like learn about witchcraft and like spell casting and stuff like that. So um, so one so I started getting involved in candle magic and um, and like and casting spells. So I I, I do a very intense love spell because at this time in my life, I was like, I need love like I I just want to find my part my person like you know because there's this constant void that you're trying to fill when you are in in this you know it's it's so lonely it's so scary and dark and it's like really all you're looking for is love and like you know now I know that I was needing to find that in Jesus and and Mm -hmm. and my my savior the creator but I didn't know that at this time so I was trying to fill that void with love and like toxic love like you know sleeping around and just like really allowing dark things to happen um so I one week after I, I do this love spell, I meet my, my husband and, um, yeah, it was really weird. I was like, oh my goodness. Like this was meant to be our birthdays are a day apart. We're like super sim. We were like super similar. Um, and, and so we're not together anymore, but we're still legally married. Um, so I'm just going to like, you know, keep referring to him as, as my husband for just sake of the story. Um, but yeah, we, we were dating for like a few short months. We decided we were going to get married. We were married eight months into our relationship. Um, and it was just like a lot of crazy things happening. We were like partying a lot. We were, we were actually doing a lot of like drugs together, which was like super toxic. And, 
Um, but I was like, oh no, we're having fun. Like, this is great. Like, you know, <laughs> like on, on our second date, I'm like giving him mushrooms and he's <laughs> like, what is this? And I'm like, just take it. Good time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, it's the tea, just drink it. You'll feel great. Like I was just so wild, really. Like I, I had no, like I had no boundaries. Like I just really did it. So, um, so yeah, we, um, so we're just like going and then like, as, as we're, and he was not into the stuff that I was, he was just like, Oh, whatever, you know, whatever you want to do. Like, I don't care. Like, you know, but I started getting like more and more intense and it, it started to kind of like scare him, I think. Um, because I was like, it was becoming more and more ritualistic and, and real. And like, yeah, everyone around me who wasn't doing it was like, yo, what is Tiffany doing? Like, this is, <laughs> this is scary. Like, if you walked into my apartment, like the first thing you would see was like this huge altar and it had like a bunch of things on it. I was doing a bunch of like candle magic and it it was like offerings and and like I was getting really into sound healing too. So that was something that I was like really into at that time. Um, so I decided that I'm going to start this business called Yoni Gasm and I was selling crystal yoni eggs the ones that that's kind of how the idea started because I became so into yoni eggs and stuff and then it was the crystal dildos and like it just ended up turning into essentially a, a, a sex toy business which oh my gosh was like not really where I was going at first but then once I started going in that direction I was like yeah I'm into it like <laughs> let's do it and it became so popular because people love like love that stuff and like they really do yeah and I was all about like you know sexual freedom and empowerment and so I started to like host these like monthly circles with women where we would like harness our sexual energy to like do magic and before I knew it I was like a full-blown witch I was like doing uh Reiki and I was like doing all this energy stuff and um I was doing candle Reiki for people I had like um I had, like a monthly subscription type of thing for candle Reiki and mm. like tons of people would just sign up and I would like do all this Reiki for them at, on the full moon and the new moon and cast all these spells on their behalf. Like when I tell you, I was so deep in the spirit, spirit realm, like involving myself in other people's yeah. witchcraft, you know, like it wasn't even my own at this point. It was like, other people who I hadn't even met like I don't even know them like you know and just opening myself up to be this like channel quote unquote that I was like trying to be um and so there was this one time where I was like you know I feel like I need some like cleansing like I'm gonna I'm gonna like take mushrooms I'm gonna take a lot though I'm gonna take like a whole eighth and I asked my husband I was like do you want to do this with me or do you just want to like chill and he's like I'll take some so we it's just me and him in the house we take it not even two minutes later I am completely possessed like I had been convulsing and like uncontrollably shaking and was like making these very non-human noises like that is the only way I can describe it like oh my god it was like not human it was not human it, it was scaring my husband um all of the hair on my body was standing up it wow. was scary so 
after that, I was I was actually traumatized. I scared myself, and I was like, okay, I think I'm I, I think I'm going too far. Like I don't know these spirits that I'm channeling, and like I felt like I was going to die when that happened. I I couldn't breathe. It felt That's like so there scary. was like yeah, it was so scary. I had like it felt like there was like a thousand pounds of weight on my chest. I I was like. Wow. I was like hyperventilating. It was so scary. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, after that, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to mess with these things anymore. Like, I think I'm good on that. So, but you know, I'm like still doing all the things. And so now I'm at, I'm at the point, this is like very, this is like right before I, got pregnant with my daughter this is right before I I got saved so we're talking like this is like a few months leading up to that so I was taking this this course with this woman to learn how to basically look like tap into people's chakras to find like information that is like stuck in there um so this is like what I, I paid thousands of dollars to learn how to do this thing that like <laughs> that, that, that I literally will never do again in my life. Um, <laughs> so hey, you um, had to go down that path though, right? Right. I know. Oh, I spent so much money on this life. <laughs> um, I feel you. Cause it was like a constant, like I have to level up. I have to level up. Yeah. And like, you know, and so getting all the certifications for this healing and that healing, and it, it's so expensive. It, it really was yes. so expensive. So um, I am, so I was really big on taking spirit baths, I used to call them, where I, it, it would just be like this whole like cleansing ritual because I was doing so much energy work and I was when I tell you depleted by the end of the day, like I had no, nothing left. I felt I was becoming depressed. Like doing that work was really taking a toll on me. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I'm in this bath and I'm like doing this channeling thing. And so like for years, I, leading up to this, I, I knew that I had sexual trauma, but I did not know what it was. And I told you like big chunks of my life were kind of like, you know, just not, not in my memory. So I was determined to figure out what, what happened to me when I was younger and so that was kind of my intention when I was sitting in the bath, like doing this, like channeling, you know, energy work th- uh, thing. And so basically, I didn't even get far into it, but I just literally remembered that I was raped when I was 11 or 12 years old. I don't know exactly how old I was, but I know exactly what, like, it was, it was like the entire memory just was like surfaced and it was like oh remember this and I was like I was shook that I didn't remember that from all those years um sorry yeah no it's you know what the Lord has has like healed me of all of that but if I if the Lord hadn't come when he did I would have gone down the darkest of dark paths because it wrecked me in the moment when I like when when that became like real to me. And I was like, wow. And so, you know, I was like talking about it with my parents and like we really like talked it through together and they were really there for me emotionally and all of that and helped me kind of like understand the bigger picture so that I can like really like heal from it and um and just like very shortly after that I would say like maybe a week or two um I was again in that same bath in like doing the same thing just like sitting there 
but I was crying. I was broken. I was so lost and so hurt. And, um, and yeah, I I was just uncontrollably bawling my eyes out. And I started to like call out. I was like, what is this life? Like if God is real, like, please, I need answers because this cannot be what my life is. And all of a sudden, I just felt like complete warmth, like like a like a warm hug from a giant, you know, like just it was so it was such a sweet moment. And the Lord is so good because he knows me so well us all so well he knows like exactly what we need in the moments that we need it and so he knew like that I was going to like read into that as as it being something else and you know just like doing what I do normally which is like just really going too deep into things that don't need to be that deep and so you know he he showed me like his spirit it was like it was not a figure but it was like it was just an essence like I don't even know what to call it but it was gold and it was warm and it was so sweet and I was just like Jesus and so like leading up to that I had been kind of like thinking about Jesus but like not in like the real Jesus way like in the new age Jesus way Mm -hmm. and like and then my son had been talking about Jesus with me and I was like what are you talking about like you know like I was so confused I'm like I'm like what Jesus really okay um (laughs) so when he came like in that moment, I, I just knew I was like, wow. And he was, and he just said, follow me. Like I got you. And, and so I was bawling and I was just so thankful. It was like, he took my pain and he just like, and he just took it and he said, I got it. Like, I, I got this, like, you're good. And I hadn't felt that sense of peace in forever like ever I don't even really think I ever did and um and so like after that it was it was funny because you know I was like wait a minute I can't I can't be like no there's no way that like I'm gonna be Christian like <laughs> like maybe the Christians have it wrong and really Jesus is just here to help us and he's like you know um like a spirit that you know is here to guide us like a spirit guide you know um so it took like weeks of me like really trying to like make that something that it wasn't and like trying to put it in a box that like felt comfortable for me um but but it it just came to a point where I had to surrender and so I ended up finding out that I'm pregnant with my daughter which was like which was awesome because I I really was wanting to um get pregnant um and yeah so it was it was like beautiful and it was like week by week I just got closer and closer to him like at first I was like I'm not reading the bible that is man-made like I am not I'm not gonna be a Christian you know I was like putting I was like telling myself like what I was and was not gonna do I was like no you are not reading the bible that is not happening but then you know like he just like gently like like the good father that he is just like humbled me each day and like helped me to like fully surrender and you know what every time I did he showed me like the like what I needed he he provided in the ways that I needed and so each time that I was like choosing to be obedient it was like he rewarded me for that and was like look 
it's worth it. Just follow me. Like, and, you know, it was so scary for me to do that at first. I, I mean, I shut my business down. I wow. shut my Instagram down. I, I ghosted. Like, I literally ghosted. I didn't know what to do. I was just like, uh, I didn't want to come public about what was going on. And at the time, it's crazy because a lot of like big, uh, you know, new age influencers that I had been like really um, influenced by (laughs) were (laughs) experiencing things too. And it was like, wait, what? So he came and he like grabbed like a big like a big handful of us at once you know um so that helped me because I when I tell you I was so I was so shook I was like wait how like how was I so (laughs) wrong you know it was it was really a lot for me to to process but um but yeah it, it it was it was wild and I had a crazy, you know, pregnancy and, and, you know, I just, through my pregnancy, I, I really grew closer to him because I had a physically very challenging pregnancy. I had oh. HG and it was just uh. like a lot. Um, and then I'm going through all these spiritual changes and, and so it, it was, it was a lot, a lot of things to take in. I was also becoming a, I, I had just become a doula too, which was like, you know, there was just so many things happening and so many changes taking place. But I really felt like he was holding my hand and walking with me each and every step of the way. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I can't even, so it's been a, it's been a little over two years since that, um, since like all of that happened. And like in these last couple of years, like it's, it hasn't been a walk in the park. Don't get me wrong. Like that is not, I believe that's not what we're called to do here as Christians. Like we're not here to just like, you know, live it up. Like we'll live it up when we are, you know, in his kingdom, (laughs) but, um, you know, it's so it there, it has challenges being a Christian and, you know, people, people cringe when they hear Jesus, people, people don't like to hear about Jesus unless they already know Jesus. Um, and so, yeah, it is. It's so sad. And uh, it's hard for me to not be like, can't you see it though guys like there's a reason for this like there's jesus is the one name that can make people's skin crawl and it's because it's because they're they're being demonized it's because they're being influenced by these you know dark spirits and and i'm saying it not from a place of like i am better than like i was I was demonized and possibly possessed for many years. I mean, everything that I just explained happened over the course of nine years. You know, it was wow. like, yeah, it was, a, it was, it was a long time of like being in this darkness and confusion and, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just been so humbling and I have had the most peace that I've ever had in my life. And that is not because my life is easy at all. Mm-hmm. Like, my life is not easy. From the outside looking in, a lot of people would say like, oh, your life was so much better at that time. But it's because they had no idea what was going on on the inside and how right. depressed I was and how much I had to fake it every single day. Um, just to keep going now it's it's quite the opposite from the outsider looking in they're probably like wow she's a hot mess but (laughs) I wake up with peace in my heart every single day because I know no matter what I have the Lord and he's gonna provide for me and you know and that's what he's done for me and 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 I'm not saying that to be like, oh, like, this is what you get when you follow Jesus. Like, he's going to give you all these things. Like, 
No, he gives you what you need. And like, when I need peace, he gives me that because really the circumstances don't equal peace here up in, up in this place. (laughs) Right. Right. And that's like a great takeaway too, is when you're like spirituality world like you said from the outside looking in like you might be quotes again manifesting all this money Mm -hmm. being so successful or like travel or doing this or doing that but you're literally fighting demons on the inside like you were saying and then once you find truth and you know become a believer and realize what truth really is like, I mean, and it's in scripture, like we're not of this world or we're not for this world. This world hated him before it hated us. It's going to you know, mm-hmm. be difficult for us. But like you said, on the inside, you're so at peace. And like, yeah, times are hard, do get hard, but prayer is so powerful. Yeah. You know? And that's, that brings that peace to you. You know, you just dump it all on him. Like, here you go. Take this in away you got me okay cool I feel much better <laughs> like yeah you know, absolutely so that's what you said exactly and it's such a power Mercy, you're excited too it's such a, um... <laughs> she's like it's yeah like... Jesus <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> um it's such a powerful story just like you're from that to where you are now and all the things that happen in between and you know overcoming endometriosis which hearing your story I feel like that was like a signal you know from above from our father that like hey like you know like yes you healed yourself which is amazing and powerful but I feel might have been like a little like tap on your shoulder too you know kind of call you to him and like how you said he was kind of reaching out to you in weird different ways or random ways um but I think that just shows like and then you just kept having to go on that journey to be where you are now and it's just beautiful inspiring for sure yeah I want to thank you for no thank you for being open and vulnerable and sharing it because like these stories need to be shared and um bring more people like just spark some curiosity you know it's so like you said like people cringe at the bible because it's man-made or whatever but it's like okay here's like a tarot card deck that was right made by, like some factory <laughs> worker out in like you know bangladesh or something yep. like <laughs> and that'll determine yeah. your whole future <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like it's just it, it's so insane and like don't get like the same like I'm I'm not judging what baby I don't really care you know like everyone's on their own path I was certainly that person at one point like get out of here with that but it's just so crazy how you know you just open up much more to a, a Buddha or something mm-hmm. than they would Oh, absolutely. So I have this huge Ganesh tattoo on my chest, which I'm sure you've seen because it's on my chest. So it's like the most like obvious in your face thing when you see me. And that was something that I struggled so hard with when I got saved because I was like, oh my goodness, like I am marked by this demonic entity that you know I used to worship and um and it really took a while and a lot of prayer for me to realize that like the lord the like the lord allowed me to get that tattoo because he knew that he was going to use it to redeem me and yeah. what that has end up ended up being for me is a, an open door to basically tell my testimony to everyone who comments on how cool my tattoo is because yes. people love tattoos like that. People love to see an Indian quote unquote God or goddess. People mm-hmm. love to see a Buddha. People love to see that. But if you put Jesus on the cross in front of them, it, it makes them cringe. So mm-hmm. when 
I feel like having this tattoo in a way it kind of warms people up to hearing how God saved me because they're like, wait a minute, wait, so you went from that to that? Like, it's so confusing, but they, I've noticed that people are, are willing to hear me out because they know that I came from that world that is so enticing to so many people. Like, people love, love New Age. It's everywhere now. And, you know, so I know that that is something that I'm called to do, to share my story, even when it's uncomfortable. And even when I'm running late and, you know, I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm going to be obedient. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> right? No, but that's, that's great. And it's very, like, I feel you. Like, I hate my tattoos, you know? But it's like, like you said, that that's something we had to go through and it is a great conversation starter to bring more people on that path so yeah you know I hope you're not hard on yourself for that I mean either way it's pretty thank you (laughs) you know it's beautiful and colorful but but yeah like I think that's a great way to feel at peace and like understand like you know, same thing. People are all like the, tattoos is something people always come in on. Like, oh my god, I love tattoos. Oh my god, do they mean mm-hmm. anything? I'm like, yeah, they meant. They mean that I was like a lost, wild, like soul. Yeah. Who <laughs> didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> That's what they mean. Yep. <laughs> That's like me exactly what they yeah. are now. <laughs> Absolutely. But, um, I, I love it. Thank you, Tiffany, for doing this. I hate like I always feel like I'm kind of like rushing the end, which I don't mean to do. But um, no, not at all. I mean, this is the end. I don't want to, it went over 60 minutes and it's still recording. I never want this long. Usually it says like 60 is the max. So I don't want to keep recording and it get lost. Ah, I see. Um, But if you do want to like come back and jump back on and like continue anything of like, you know, maybe you can share how now this influenced your doula career and how you're you're being a doula because so workers it's all that new age stuff you know and um it's just like we gotta get more like faith into it and um yeah maybe you can continue chatting about that Um, I would love that it was so nice it was so nice talking to you I'm so glad that we did this me too. Um, Me too. Your story is just so powerful. Like I was just like thank soaking you. It in. Like, wow. wow. <laughs> the Lord is but, good. The Lord oh, is good. Yeah. I yes. can't wait to hear your testimony because I just oh, love yeah. how similar me and you are. And I feel like, yeah, like we just we there's definitely a lot of similarities there and I just love it so much. Um Me too. Me too. There's a lot. I like things you're to be yeah. like, no way i know <laughs> i know i'm sure i'm sure but um, but yeah, thank you for holding wild. the space for me and i oh, and i really course. appreciate it um yes yes my girl for sure i'll right. be talking to you on the gram and um, for sure we'll be getting you back here until i you're gonna be starting a podcast so right yeah so actually you know kirsten because she was on your um on your podcast me and her have been friends for a while when we were like back like in new age stuff um i was gonna ask if you guys were doing that together or like we are we're gonna so we're gonna do a podcast together um that's awesome yeah so i mean i'm excited we're gonna probably launch on um july 7th is like our soft launch date so god willing everything goes as planned um but yeah no i'm excited i'm really excited that's Um, cool and i'll i'll put um your instagram link and everything in the description your website in the description so people can find you follow you and see all the thank you Thanks. And, and I was going to say that, you know, once we get the podcast going, I would love for you to share your testimony on there. Ooh, oh, my gosh. Okay. I haven't been a guest on a podcast in a very, very long time. Now I'm nervous. 
I know. That's how I felt about this one. I was like, oh, I'm kind of scared. <laughs> right? Like, it's one thing to just, like, do it yourself. And then it's like, oh, the pressure's on. I got on someone else. It's okay. I <laughs> but, know. yeah, I would love It's nerve-wracking. But, but it would be awesome if you're up for it. Um, yeah, you know. totally. I would love Def- to share the wild, crazy things, goodness, that this journey put me through <laughs> yeah I, I can't sure. wait to hear it cannot wait but, but anyways girly I'll let you go of course thank you this was really healing for me actually to Aww. that's awesome that's awesome. I want to thank Tiffany for being so vulnerable so open so welcoming and letting me share her testimony with you all <laughs> Mercy for being a part of this. (laughs) Look, the moms that get it, get it. You know, (laughs) when you're a stay-at-home mom trying to do all the things, you have your girl right next to you, your baby right next to you. (laughs) I pray this helps whoever needs it. Hallelujah.